lot that you are here this morning, glad to gather together to worship our Lord and Creator. We pray that everything that's done this morning is done in spirit and in truth and is found pleasing in His sight. And I hope that by being here this morning, you are edified and you are strengthened by your presence this morning. I want to extend an appreciation on, on the behalf of myself as well as I speak, I think I speak for the other elders to thank all the men that have stepped up in the last few weeks and Doug's uh, vacation time and has filled the roles. You are greatly appreciated for, for doing that and for, uh, for bringing uh, the truth at each opportunity uh, that, uh, that has been, been given. Thank you for, uh, for Kirk for teaching this morning in the adult class. And if you want to come back this evening, you'll hear one good lesson tonight when Brother Joel brings it this evening. This morning, uh, I had the opportunity to talk about time. It was kind of my, seems to be a lot on my mind. Uh, you know, the availability of time. Uh, just time in general. I preached a lesson before about time, but this particular lesson going in a little bit different context, different format, different different thought process. But I still want to want us to consider this morning the reality that time it just seems to be fleeting. Time is passing. Time is something that seems to never we never have enough of. Kind of summed it up in that time is a valuable asset when used precisely and diligently, it can be invaluable. But on the flip side of that, time can be wasted. Time to a Christian should be a balance of earthly living and heavenly longing. So with that in mind, one hymn that we often sing puts time into a perspective that I think we should all be striving for. And I, it's got, hopefully everybody can, can read that. But the hymn is 625, or 627 in the book. And the title is Take Time to Be Holy. And, and kind of keep, not necessarily follow what, what Kirk was doing there with, the, with surveying the wondrous cross, but in the, along the same lines, let's take and evaluate um, the words of this song this morning and hopefully gain a better understanding of what it means to be holy and what we should all be striving to do and 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 be more of more what God would have us to be. Uh, we'll, we'll go through this song uh, pr pretty much uh, verse for verse with the exception of verse verse 3 but really this morning as I as I lay the foundation of this I want us to consider the words of this song in consideration of the words of Paul. In, in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16, a, a scripture that we're all very familiar with, where Paul says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. Now, that's a commonly quoted scripture, and a passage that's often used to emphasize the necessity of singing. That, along with, with other scriptures, you know, supports our, our understanding of that the Holy Scripture teaches us that we need to sing without the accompanying of any instruments. 
while that's a great scripture to make that point, that scripture also instructs us that, that we are to sing for the purpose of teaching and admonishing one another. So with teaching and admonishing in mind, let's consider the words of the song, Take Time to Be Holy. And obviously the first place we've got to start whenever we consider take time to be holy is those first, first few statements there uh, of, each, of each stanza, of each verse. One must consider that main lyric and the point that we are to use time to be holy. As children of God, we are called to be holy. First Peter chapter 1 verses 16 through 17 or 16 says, "But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy." Well, an understanding of holy is critical to the understanding of being what we should be. Holy is being godly, being sanctified. It's defined as being dedicated or consecrated to God or for a religious purpose or another, another common definition is something that is sacred. So our, our, our conduct, our actions, our behavior is to be holy. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3 and verse 16 and 17 talks about the temple, the body being the temple. In verse 17, it says, If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So God being holy and us being the temple of God, we need to be holy. We need to conduct ourselves with holy conduct. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 11 through 13 says, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening to the coming of the Lord of our God, because of what the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Holiness is something that we should pursue. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 tells us to pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Author of Hebrews there is telling us that holiness is important because it leads us to the opportunity to be able to see the Lord. It's so important that we must pursue it. That means we, that we're actively engaged and that we're seeking and striving to be holy. So, with that as the foundation, let us consider some of the other words of this song this morning and how we can better use our time. To be holy. Our first point, for those of you taking notes, is we, we need to take time. We need to take time. Verse 2 here says, and they're, they're, as I've got highlighted, the world rushes on. The world rushes on. I would want to point out one thing as, as we consider this, I found interesting about this song, and most of our hymnals, uh, or most of the songs in our hymns have the date. You may not be able to see it very well, but as a step down here, point out on the bottom side of, of, the, of the song, has a year in which the words were written. 1874. 
For those of you that are math wizards and have already processed it through from 2021 to 1874, probably come up with a number somewhere around 150, right? If I agree with that, actually more precisely, 147. How much rushing on happened in 1874, do you reckon? How about before 1874? Because obviously this, this author was influenced by something that indicated to him that the world was rushing on. How much more rushing has happened in those 150 years since then with our modern conveniences? I think the reality is the year really doesn't matter. I think it's interesting to ponder because, in all honesty, human nature is we feel the time that we've been given. We feel the time that we've been given. And granted that in 150 years, our life are probably a little more fast-paced than a horse and buggy days to where we're at now with our vehicles or other, as I said, modern conveniences. But that doesn't change the amount of time we've been given because even if you go farther back than 1874 and you consider the words of James in James chapter 4, he tells us that our life is but a vapor. And so not only does time rush on, but time disappears very quickly. I love this time of year with the cool crisp mornings. We've been blessed with a lot of vapors, a lot of fog in the last few mornings. You were out early this morning, there was some. Earlier in the week, there was more. But it vanishes away throughout the day. James using that as our analogy to point out to us that, that our time here is short. Before we know it, poof. Time has slipped by us. So with that in mind, knowing that we have a limited time here on this earth, to do what needs to be done, we need to take the time to be holy. The key on which this song is based on is taking the time to be holy. Being holy is not something that just happens. Being holy takes a concentrated effort to pursue that which is holy. Again, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. Pursue peace with all people and holiness. Holiness is a result of service to God and placing his desires before our own. Romans chapter 6 and verse 22 tells us, But now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit of holiness and the end everlasting life. Fruit doesn't just happen either. Either from a garden from an orchard, or wherever fruit may be grown. In the same context, fruit just doesn't happen in a Christian's life. Bearing fruit takes effort. Holiness is something that takes effort and takes work. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Focusing in on that term, perfecting holiness. 
When you are perfecting something, you practice. Whether it's a sport, whether it's a talent, whether whatever it may be, it requires practice. So I ask you this morning, do you practice holiness? Do you practice holiness? If we're not careful, much as the vapor that James alludes to, poof, the time to develop, to foster, and to practice holiness will be gone. So to take time to be holy, one must make it a priority and be something that they're committed to, something they're striving to do, striving to make and keep one holy. With that mindset, we need to look at the ways that t- in order to make that time, ways to make that time from this song. So the world rushes on. Our second point, ways to take time, ways to take time. And, and from, from the song, there's a few lines to point out. The song encourages us here in this first verse, abide with him always. Abide is defined as to accept or act in accordance with, to be close to, spend time with, develop that type of relationship. The song says, and to do it always. So abide with him always. The second verse in that same same section of the second verse says, spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. When do you spend time with Jesus? When do you spend time with Jesus? Is it ever alone? Is it ever alone? You know, as the song goes on, it tells us ways to abide and spend time with Jesus. It suggests two particular ways. One, they're found in verse one, is speak off with thy Lord. Speak off with thy Lord. That would allude to prayer. Prayer. We would speak off with our Lord through prayer. Another one found at the conclusion of verse one there. Forgetting in nothing his blessings to seek. Again, seeking his blessings and, and his um, rewards, if you will, in asking and requesting those in prayer. Are you spending time in prayer with God and letting your requests be made known to God? Well, hopefully that leads us to mind to thinking of, of the scripture that Paul writes in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, where Paul tells us to be anxious in nothing, but by prayer and supplication, but excuse me, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Are we living out, to the best of our ability, spending that time in prayer with God and letting our hearts be poured out to Him? Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, as well as Hebrews 7, 25 talks about intercession. Are we letting the Lord intercede for us through prayer? 
Are we letting the Lord intercede through, for us through prayer? Verse Hebrews 7, 25, Therefore he who is also able to save to the utmost those who came to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for us. So one way that we can work on wake, making time, taking time to be holy, is to improve our prayer life. Another way that we can do this and improve, and, and improve time to take holy is this statement right here. And feed on his word. Do we take the time to be with the Lord? Do we take the time to spend with God and his word? couple scriptures I want to point out and, and kind of make, make emphasis on this particular point. John chapter 5 and verse 39 tells us you search the scriptures. Searching would, would require effort and looking and longing. John says you search the scriptures for in him you think you have eternal life and those are they which testify in me. Also in 1 Peter chapter 2 2 through 3 very familiar scripture but it says as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you hereby that you might hereby grow if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious desire search those kind of go along with the idea of feed feeding on the word of God indicates a longing or a need much like when one is hungry When one is hungry. Do you go a day without food? Do you go a day without the word of God? In 1874 when this song was written. What they may have had in that day and age. Was just a Bible. And there's nothing wrong with just a Bible. Because that's what we need to base everything that we do upon. But if we are to consider the word feed, how many different avenues do we have today to be able to feed on the word? I'm willing to bet most of you are like me, you have more than one Bible. You have multiple Bibles that we own. Probably even got an app on your, on your smartphone for the Bible. There's other countless resources including those in the foyer as you exit between the tracks on the, the rack and on the right and the rack on the left and, and so on, that we've got so many tracks that they're overflowing those racks and they're spilling out onto the tables. We've got tracks upon tracks upon tracks. What an awesome opportunity to be able to feed on the Word of God by just take some of those tracks home and actually read them, actually apply them. Or there's other apps. Kirk and the work that he does with Marco Polo and that app on a daily basis. How many of us are taking advantage of that to be able to feed in that, that avenue and that opportunity? Or there's the PT365 that we pay a subscription to that we're able to download on a smartphone or a computer and, and, and watch those lessons. Or there's the various television programs that we sponsor Search and others 
There's websites, there's publications, and there's podcasts, and I could go on. But the avenues at which we have to be able to feed our appetite for the word, we have no excuse. But we've got to be hungry for it. We've got to long for it. And then we have to take the effort to apply ourselves. We cannot, we must not, take for granted the importance of finding and making time to be with our Lord, not only in prayer, but also in his word. Next one, next line here to kind of consider this morning, continues in in verse 1, make friends of God's children. Make friends of God's children. Are we friends with our brothers and sisters in Christ? Do we fellowship with other Christians beyond just these four walls? The early Christians did, as as recorded for in Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 after the day of Pentecost. Uh, They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And in verse 46 says that they continued daily in one accord. So they spent a lot of time together. They encouraged each other daily to remain faithful and steadfast. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, an excerpt there from 13 says, they exhort one another daily. And the Hebrew author continues on and later on in that book in chapter 10 and verse 24 and 25 where he says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. I think that's so important the context of what follows after that. Sometimes we take that that scripture, verse 25, don't forsake the assembly. Well, it says not forsaking the assembly together as a manner of some, but exhorting one another as much more as you see the day approaching. But are we keeping it in the context of verse 24 when we are being considered of one another so that we can stir up love and good works amongst each other? That's why we don't forsake the assembly, not just to be here to punch a time clock but because we love one another and we want to spend time with each other, we want to help each other, we want to exhort each other, we want to make friends of God's children so that we can continue on the work that is listed there next in the the song, help those who are weak. Are we striving and working together to help others that are weak? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 through 15. Now we exhort, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort, and the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, be patient with all, see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Helping those that are weak, upholding those that are weak. Do we serve others? Do we help others? Do we serve especially our brothers and sisters in Christ? Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are the household of faith. What opportunities do you have? What opportunities do I have to serve others, but especially those of the household of faith? We must not be so busy. Again, we're taking time to be holy. 
consideration this morning. We must not be so busy that we don't have time to be with our brethren. We must not be so busy that we don't have time to help others as we have opportunities. It always seems to me that we find ways to make time for the things that are important to us. Spending time with the Lord and our brethren needs to be at the very top of our priority list. Because when we do, things in life begin to come together and they start to fall in place and we reap benefits. And that's our third point this morning as we consider this song. We benefit from taking time. We benefit from taking time. Verse 4. Be calm in thy soul. Consider that. Be calm in thy soul. Holiness brings with it inner peace and happiness through prayer. Again, Philippians chapter 4, 6, and 7. But holiness also brings delights and blessings. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 and, 1 and 2, where the psalmist begins this book, David, by writing, Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in the season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Holiness brings about things that are delightful. The fourth verse also continues on here. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. That's part of the song I found myself really focusing in on. Even as I had studied for this and the song was in my mind, I don't know, it's just something about this fourth verse. Take time to be holy, be calm with thy soul. Each thought of each motive beneath his control. I found myself saying that over and over. Not necessarily pondering that, but also wondering, is, am I doing... Am I doing the best that I can do to keep each thought and each motive beneath his control? Holiness, striving to be holy, brings a renewed strength through a relationship of Christ. And, and the scripture to quote there is Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But holiness is striving to keep those thoughts and motives in line with what Christ would have you to be and have you, have you to think. So we continue with that fourth verse. Thus led by the Spirit to fountains of love. Holiness, being holy, taking time to be holy, brings a reality of the love of God. Much as Kirk emphasized surveying the wondrous cross and the love that was on display there God's love was on full display at that moment 
at the, at the cross. And it is through the Spirit that we understand and that we help others understand what that love truly means. Romans chapter 5 and verse, tw verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to us. Love is supposed to be something that we convey and that we produce, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22, which lists the fruit of the Spirit, the very first one is love. Taking time to be holy means that we will have a peaceful life, a happy life, a life lived in service of God and loving others. This should be a motivation, a motivating factor to us and should help encourage us even more so if we want to strive to be peaceful, happy, loving, to take time to be holy. Those taking that time to be holy find themselves to be more Christ-like. That's what we see here in the, as the conclusion of verse 2. Like him thou shall be. Isn't that the goal? Isn't that the true goal of a Christian? That we're to be like Christ? You know, we're all called to be disciples. A disciple is to be a mirror of their mentor. And if we are truly mentoring Christ, like him thou shalt be, and striving to be holy and striving to be more Christ-like. Like him thou shalt be. Then consider the conclusion of that verse. Thy friends and thy conduct, his likeness to, to see. Again, that mirror, that representation of what Christ is. Holiness, it's a transformation that others will notice. The more time you spend with Jesus, the more you act like Jesus, the more you give yourself to things that are holy, the more obvious it will be to others. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. If you're focusing on the word of God, if you're striving to be holy, if you're giving yourself entirely to the work of the Lord, that progress, that transformation, that change will be evident to all. And then the conclusion of the fourth verse. Thou soon shall be fitted for service above. Holiness prepares us for things that are above, for service that is above. Holiness prepares us for a greater service than we can ever imagine, serving God in heaven. <clears throat> Scripture there to reference Revelation 22, 3 and 5, um, talks about as servants of God, we will serve him in heaven. And it's not just for 1035 to... And we're at 11.35. It's for all of eternity. Forever and ever that we will serve God. Don't you want to be in the Lord with heaven? Isn't that motivation? Isn't that motivation enough to take time to be holy? It's not necessarily as an invitation song this morning. But let's sing together verses 
1, 2, and 3 uh, of this song, and then we'll extend an invitation. Take time to be holy, speak out with thy Lord, abide in him always, and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children, this lesson, this song refreshes within us the need and the desire to take time to be holy. It will remind us that there is a need to take the time in our busy lives to straighten out our priorities because life is short. Life is but a vapor. Then we need to take the time to be holy because it's important to spend time with God in prayer and his word. And it's important to spend time with others in fellowship and service. We must take time if we desire to have the blessed life that Jesus offers and strives for us to have to become more Christ-like in our actions and our behaviors. As we conclude this morning, I simply make the point, now is the time to take, to be all that you can be for Christ, and taking time to be holy. This morning we want to extend an invitation. If you need to respond to that invitation, to be baptized for the mission of your sins, to be washed, 
to be brought up anew out of a watery grave, to be holy once you do that. This invitation is for you. If you need the prayers of the church in helping you to find the avenues to take the time to be more holy, to do things that Christ would have us to do, have our conduct more fitting to what he would want us to do, invitations for you as well. It's together we stand and sing.